0: Back fans, it's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolf Pack. And today's episode is brought to you by Sling TV. Uh, don't miss this week's matchups right here on Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. Now, folks, I've told people for quite some time that Tim Beck needs to go because of the on field performance of this offense which we'll get into again. We'll get into the senior day loss. We'll get into all things that happened there. But there's also something off the field that um, we're going to get into it. And it's yet another reason why Tim Beck cannot, should not, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know if I can stay on board in terms of believing in the team if he does come back next year. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack because that that 21 to 20 loss to a 2 and 17, we're going to talk about all that and more. We're going to talk about it. You are Locked on Wolfpack your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack part of the locked on podcast network your team every day so folks i'm here to talk to y'all about what happened in terms of of what we saw in this uh in this here senior day game that just turned into I mean, one of the most mind-blowing displays of an offensive implosion that has ever been seen. But I'm going to start with the on-field stuff that I didn't like, okay? And I'm going to start with the on-field stuff that I didn't like from the defense. Let's get that out of the way right now. Boston College is not an up-tempo offense, and yet both of their touchdowns that they scored before the last drive, we were caught out of position. How does that happen? How does that happen? That's, that's my first question. And, and I'm questioning that for this reason. Because they're not an up-tempo offense, I don't think that a def- as a defensive coordinator, you need to get the look that their offense is giving before you give a call. And I say that for this reason. We have a senior-laden defense. Now, I don't know how specifically, I don't know the intricate details of Gibson's defense, but the defenses that I played it, from Little League, or not Little League, because it wasn't such a thing in Little League, but from high school to college, when I played at, at State, every blitz had different checks and things depending on what the look was. So you call the blitz, you give the call, go, every whatever the call is, right? Let's just say you're calling, um, uh, let's just say the blitz name is, is Smack Tango, right? Okay, so you call Smack Tango, and that means that this guy comes from here, this guy comes from here, and then with that blitz, you say, if they're in three by one, this guy doesn't come, this guy does instead, because we can't have a defensive end covering number three. That you know, that type of stuff. You 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 and if you're playing with a younger defense, a more inexperienced defense, I understand wanting to fully get the look, wanting to fully be engaged with the look before you give it because you're now trusting guys to do some thing. These are guys that have played a ton of football all over the field, all over the field for us. The only young guys that you got are on the defensive line and defensive line. I was a defensive lineman and I'm telling you this right now. It is the simplest position in terms of alignment and assignment. You know exactly where you're supposed to be aligned. You know exactly where you're supposed to be assigned. Oftentimes by the first letter in a blitz, for example, um, if I'm if if the blitz was cowboy, right? Cowboy means it was a corner blitz, which means it was the short side of the field. Or if the the blitz was was um, a smack blitz and strong side S. If it was a missile blitz M up the middle. Those were the types of things that we did. And so I don't I just don't understand why we're not calling getting lined up. I also don't understand. Why we rushed three so much against Moorhead. I know rushing three last week, it worked out from time to time. Absolutely. Hey, good job. I don't know why you go away from who bought you to the dance. Let's be real. Let's be honest. What bought us to the dance in terms of defensively? Blitzing bringing pressure. Blitzing bringing pressure. And then all of a sudden on that last drive, because they used a little bit of tempo, It was tough for us to rush anything more than four. Okay. And those are my only complaints to the defense because other than that, the defense was outstanding. Creating turnovers, giving plus field position, doing all the things that you would expect the defense to do, holding a a conference opponent to 21 points. I don't care if it's a bad Boston College team. I don't care if it's a Boston College team to score three against UConn. You cannot expect a defense... To go out for 14, 15, 16 drives and say, you know what? I don't expect them to score three times. That's 20% of the time. That's 20% of the time. Okay. Now, over the 10 back. Because to me, I- I've talked about the defense because the defense wasn't perfect, but they were very good nonetheless. Again, creating turnovers, reestablishing the line of scrimmage, negative one rushing yards. The defense did their thing, but Mr. Beck, I said earlier in the season, you can't – I'll tell you this. If he comes back next year, I'm going to put in a call and I'm going to ask who he got pictures of, okay? Because it got to be Dorn or Bukorian. He got to have pictures of one of them in a real – you know, doing some real unsavory – you know, you probably shouldn't be the head of a team or athletic department type of things because this is inexcusable. This is downright atrocious. I don't. A lot of people will look and say, well, Kenton, BC's held other teams to low scores all this season. Let me explain something to you. There were three teams all year, or I'm sorry, coming into this game, two teams all year that they held under 21 points. Maine and UConn. Let me say that one more time. Two teams that they held under 21 points all season. Only two teams did not score three touchdowns and three extra points worth of points against this team coming in. Maine and UConn. An FCS team and a team that I believe if you sent them to the FCS, they would not win the national championship. They might not make the playoffs. The only two teams that before us were held to 21 or less by this defense. So, and here's the thing. I said before, I don't think Boston College's defense is bad. I just think their offense is so bad, they put them in bad positions, which they did in this game. How many possessions did we start at our 35 or further? to where we're at, or let's not even say 35. The 40 or further to where you're two, three first downs away from guaranteed points because we have one of the best kickers in NCAA history. Congratulations, by the way, to Chris Dunn on breaking the record for the most uh, field goals in the ACC. My heart hurts for these seniors. My heart breaks for these seniors. Because... As much as you want to put it on the seniors and on the players. Yes, there were some players that were, you know, screwing the pooch and it just didn't work out. Sure. And, and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm trying to keep it clean. I'm trying my hardest to not lose my cleaning rate. I'm trying. But this is, that was an offensive imposing like I had never seen in my life. In my life. I've been in or around the game of football for 23 years. And I've never seen anything like that. Two touchdowns on your first drives. Two. Two. Easy. It wasn't even like we, it wasn't even, it didn't seem as though Boston College belonged on the same field with us at the end of that second drive. Didn't look like it. And then all of a sudden, we tuck our tails. We go away from what's working. We forget who brought us to the dance. Again, just like I said with the defense, forgetting who bought you to the dance is always going to get you kicked out. Well, hoping that the clock beats a team. The clock ain't never won a game. And it didn't on Saturday. And so, here we are. Picking up a loss against the conference bottom feeder. Because of Tim Beck, and I'm gonna get into detail on all the things that Tim Beck did in terms of on the field, and I'm gonna get into the off the field too. Because there, again, I cannot forget this off the field. So y'all stay with me. Y'all stay with me because there's this thing, and I, I don't like criticizing players and and all that stuff off the field. There's something I need to get off my chest because this, this thing here. Mm hmm. It's, it's one of those moments that it just feels surreal to hear such a thing that I from what I heard. And I, I can't I can't live with that. I can't live with that. I I can't do it. I can't. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, whether it's driving less, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree There's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With the Upside app, I don't have to cut back. I can get cash back on every single purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK and get $5 or more cash back on your first $10 or more, or your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business. Pay as usual with a credit or debit card and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCK. Now, folks, here's, here's where. Here's my outlook on offensive coordinators. The good to great ones elevate talent. They find ways to bring things out of their players Or put their players in positions for success to show things that they otherwise may not have been able to show. They give them the confidence by getting them in good positions early to where they believe they're better than they are and they play as though they are. And you see it. And it it happens. And You know, they elevate the talent. That's good to great right there. That's good to great. Average to good. Maybe even below average sometimes. About Below average to good. Those players just reveal the talent that's there, right? Like they don't they don't do anything, they're not a net negative, but they they just find their guys. They find, hey, this guy's good at this, he's good at getting the ball in space. So what do you do? You give the ball to him in space. Hey, this guy's really good at power blocking, so what do we do? We call a gap running scheme to his side. We you know, give him what he can do well, you know. Nothing crazy. I'm not going to scheme up anything that all of a sudden convinces him that he's good at 45 vertical sets and pass sets. I'm just going to let him do what he's good at doing. Boston College's coordinator did that. I don't think that their offensive coordinator did an amazing job. I think he did a good job. Their offensive coordinator did a good job in saying, you know what? We're going to force feed the ball to our guy, Zay Flowers. We're going to force feed it to him. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. We're going to force feed him the ball, and hey, NC State's got to stop us. That's that's what's got to happen here, right? And when you look at the the tracker of the stats for that game, when you look at what happened in that game in terms of uh, who did what or who didn't do what, Zay Flowers had 10 targets for seven receptions, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. I'm gonna just I'm gonna leave that there, okay. But then I'm gonna come back to our guys because we saw. Oh, and by the way, he had another touch on a uh, on a a running play, which didn't gain yards, but it's another touch. So eleven touches is is in essence what they got for um, Zay Flowers here. Okay, that's I'm sorry, eight touches on eleven attempts to get him the ball what we're looking at there. Now let's look at our guy Thayer Thomas because he got the game open in the right way. It's senior day. You throw the ball up to Thayer, he makes a great adjustment. 20-some yard game. Got it cracking like a bad bat right off how you need to start it. You love it. You love it. And then he's targeted again on the next drive. one target. He's targeted. On the first two drives, we scored touchdowns. We target there. And then over the course of the next 13 drives, every drive that NC State had, where um we had more than a minute left on the clock, there was targeted twice the rest of the game. Now, mind you, these are the first two offensive drives of the game for NC State. And after that, because it's misleading. If you look at, if you look at the wrong Data, what you would see is Boston College threw the ball 48 times, 10 of which were targeted to Zay. And then you look at NC State and you say 24 times, six of which were targeted to Thayer. Here's the problem with that two of those targets came on the final possession. Why, under God's green earth, why in the hell are you using him as a break in case of emergency, guy? Thayer Thomas is in the history books for NC State for almost everything you can imagine when it comes to receiving. If you look it up and it's got something to do with receiving, chances are Thayer Thomas is somewhere in the top 10, if not top five. And we can't find a way to get him the ball on senior day. I'm not mad at the idea of, oh, we want to run the ball, lean on them, and, and get out of here. Sure, I'm not mad at that. But in doing that, don't forget who bought you to the dance. Don't forget who won the BC game last year to an extent. And yes, I know that that was a blowout, but the, the catches that there was making last year, the big plays that he made last year, why do you forget that guy? How do you forget that guy? How? Again, two targets on the two drives where we scored touchdowns and then two targets on the last possession of the game. You mean to tell me that through 13 possessions, we could only find a way not to get him the ball, not not to get him the ball all together. To target him twice? That's a bad offensive coordinator. You're cuz see now you're not even showing the talent that's there and saying, "Hey man, you know." Any offense, and I mean this, any offense that doesn't have some type of scheme for mesh drag. Mesh or drag. If you don't have a scheme for that, if you don't have a play that executes one of those two things at a high level, your offense is veckless to me. It is useless to me because the both of those are for really good receivers. When you want to give them the ball, that's how you do it. If they're getting bracketed downfield, they're getting double 10, whatever the case may be, the teams are, you know, slant, uh, leaning the covers towards them, all that good stuff. Mesh. Drag. That's how you do it. You know how Zay Flower scored one of his touchdowns? A drag. It was a drive concept. Drag underneath, in route on top, two goals on the front side. It's simple. It's simple. It's not complicated stuff. I'm not asking Tim Beck to perform rocket science. I'm not asking him to have us scoring 40 points a game. I'm not asking for that. What I am asking, and what I I, actually, not asking. Let me me change that. What I am demanding, what I am demanding is for you to score more points than Rutgers did against a common opponent. For you to score more points than Virginia Tech did against a common opponent. For you to score more points than um, than. Duke did against the common opponent, or you know what not even the the, the more than those teams in the ballpark again thirty six points per game given up coming in thirty six points per game given up, and then you look up and say, well we we can't get rid of him well, you know he he's trying and you we can't just up and give up on them, and we can't do it. Oh, well, yeah. again, I don't do nothing but tell you what it is, what it ain't, what it could be, and what it can't. And when I look at this game, when I look at this game, and we talk about what it is, when I look at NC State's drives and where they started from, I'm confused. We got the ball on our forty-eight. Couldn't do nothing with it. We got the ball on our 45. Fumbled on the first play. We got the ball on our 37. Couldn't do nothing with it. I don't understand. I don't understand. Through an interception, going to Jones. Again, if you thought that interception, going to Thayer Thomas, hey, it's senior night. He's the senior that brought you to the dance. He's the senior that's in the record books that when you look up, Anything in terms of NC State receiving, Thayer, 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 Thayer. Thayer. T. Thomas, T. Thomas, T. Thomas, T. Thomas. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. For us to not only be unable, but unwilling, the lack of willingness to go to Thayer, that's the part. That's the part that makes it clear. Bet got to go. Bet got to go. I don't care what type of recruiter he is. I don't care what type of talent he's bringing in because you can bring in all the talent in the world, but if you can't find ways to get him the ball, what does it matter? What does it matter? Thayer Thomas as a receiver has shown us the ability to play bigger than he is and win jump balls the beginning of the game, the first play against UConn. He's shown the ability to do that. Why didn't we go to him? Again, I'm okay with leaning on them and running the clock out if we get three or four yards per carry. If we're in third and seven at the end of the game, apparently we're not getting the three yards per carry. Apparently we're not getting the four yards per carry. So in that moment, what I want to see, hey, let's go ahead. Same concept they scored with. What's good for the geese is good for the gander. We're going to go ahead and run that exact same concept. Run Thayer underneath on the... uh, on the the drag, have somebody go on top of them with an end. That way, both of the quarterback's reads are right in front of them, and it's quick developing. You don't need a, a full three and a half, four seconds of protection. Bentley was getting worked over there. I get it. I understand. After Grant Gibson went down, our offensive line looked disheveled. They looked confused. They looked like deers in the hell. I understand. That play, however, that play. I need you to understand it's senior day. Go to the senior. Because again, if we're looking at the the plays that we could, if you could pinpoint them and say, man, how did we do this? Or this was a huge play in the grand scheme of the game. Offensively, at least, the seniors weren't involved. The seniors were not involved. Every single time. Again, the pick to Daryl Jones, what senior that had been here and been involved in our program for a while, cause no disrespect to Jones, but he just was not one of the fun, the foundational guys that built this program into what it is. MJ Morris is a freshman. He, he's not that either. He's not that either. And then you look at the third and seven, Jordan Houston. It's not, he's been here for a while. He's been playing good ball. No disrespect to Jordan Houston. Everybody knows I'm one of Jordan Houston's biggest believers. I never stopped. When Demi Sumo was balling out early in the year, I said, man, him and, him and Jordan are going to be a great one-two combo. People looked at me and say, one-two, Jordan. On third and seven to put the game away. As much as I like Jordan, I like there a little more. I like there a little more. The guy that time after time. When it seems like NC State needs a play, he makes it. You don't go to him. Not only do you not go to him, they show single high safety, man defense, pressing there. <laughs> I would be salivating. I would be. Sa- I. You know if you've ever seen when Lane Kiffin hits a big play, or when when he, a play that he's called up. It just looks like it's going perfect. And before the pass is even completed or before the run even bust, he's throwing his play sheet up in the air, throwing his hands in there. air. I promise you, if I'm an old coordinator, the second, the second I see that, y'all, y'all boys in Chestnut Hill are so kind. I've called this game so terribly and when it mattered most, Y'all gave me one-on-one single high coverage on Thayer Thomas on third and seven. Oh, I know what to do. I know what to do. If y'all don't know what to do, I do. I know exactly where this ball needs to go. I know exactly where this ball needs to go. And did we get it there? No, of course not. We ran it. We ran it because we thought that the clock was going to win and that the defense was going to do their thing. And, oh, we're going to pin them deep. I, sure, you say, yeah, we want to lean on our senior-laden defense. Sure. How many drives do you want to lean on? How many? Their offensive coordinator gets paid money, too. Those boys over there, regardless of how injured, how banged up, they got a couple players on scholarship. They got a couple players that's going to be playing on Sunday. They got a player that's going to be playing on Sunday next year. That's... And, and and instead of saying, let's play this game to win. Oh, we got this lead. Let's just nurse it. You nursed your lead into a loss. Because you trusted Tim Beck. He has to go. I'll get into Ken's keys and all that next episode. We'll talk about and break down this with a little less emotion next episode. But I... I, I'm surprised that there hasn't already been an announcement. Because how do you keep them? How? What's the draw? Oh, he got the number five dual threat in All of America. And that's. What does that matter if he does not give that player a play calling that gives him the ability to play like the number five dual threat in the nation? What does it matter? Was it. Ooh, yeah, we got a great player. Cool. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand how you don't give him his release paper and hey, man, it's been great. We appreciate your time. We appreciate everything you've done. But you know as well as I know, we we can't bring you back. That would be, that would be my line there. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled. Thrilling moments where we highlight the most exciting play from the pack weekend game. And we try to do this every week. And this week's thrilling moment from this game is of course, Thayer Thomas opening the game up with a 20 yard jump ball catch, because that should have been something that we kept going to, that we kept leaning into, but you know, I digress. Uh, This week's thrilling moment is, is again, this week's thrilling moment is is brought to you by Nissan. The segment is inspired by the thrilling new designs across Nissan's lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at nissanusa.com. Now I know I've been hinting at this all along. I know, I know, but there's something. There's a rot in our culture. There's a rot in our culture that needs to be talked about. And this is not a situation that I look at and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to judge this player off of this. But what I am going to say is there is definitely a rot in our culture because I, I, It's hard for me to understand how this phrase even comes about, how this phrase even comes. I like I very genuinely don't understand where a a player comes up with this to say. But when MJ Morris was talking about this game, he said, um, you're not going to win every game. That's not realistic. It's how we respond. I, I'm confused by that. I'm deeply, deeply confused by that because you don't, you, you, you can't, like, I'm sorry. But me personally, and here's the thing. I know that y'all don't know this about me because I was a guy who got hurt a lot. And, you know, I couldn't I spent more time on the injury table than I did in, in the, the games and all that good stuff. And I get that. I get that. I'm not, you know, not saying that there's, this is a situation where um, where we're I'm going to look at y'all and say, you know this about me. When I got hurt the first time, uh, when I tore my Achilles, Doran came to see me in the hospital. Coach Doran came to see me in the hospital, and um, the first thing I said to him, he said, "Hey man, how you doing?" I said, I'm, "I'm I'm all right. I'm good." Did the defense beat the offense? You know why I said that? That's who I am as a competitor. When I went to Cass Tech, the standard wasn't championships. When I left, it was. Because that's who I am. That's And it's not. it wasn't just me. Let me not just say, oh, Ken was just so great that I, I reestablished that by myself. It was many of us who had the expectation of I am going to win every game because I'm going to win every rep. Any competition, again, hand to God, whatever you believe about me, Whatever you, right hand of God, whatever you believe about me as an individual, whatever you say about King Gibbs as an individual, oh, he kept getting hurt. Oh, I saw somebody in the comments saying I wasn't a winner, I was a survivor, whatever the case may be. I don't care. Y'all weren't there. But for the people who, if anybody, if any of y'all go to the, the you know, donors' dinners and all that good stuff, ask any of the coaches that were there for my time or ask Coach Norm. When it came to King Gibbs, how much did winning mean to him? it been everything. Again, every rep of everything. I never wanted to lose on board drill. I never wanted to lose in one-on-ones and pass. block I never wanted to lose in pods, inside run, team, you name it. Because there is no, oh, man, like, we're just not going to win every time. Why can't you? Every year, one or two teams goes undefeated. Every year. Every year it happens. In some years, it's one team going years straight with a maybe a loss here and there and your your thought is and again this ain't to criticize just MJ because there's something in our culture that's not saying winning every time is the expectation there's something in our culture that's saying it's not that this goes beyond him but we need to break that up out of him immediately I want I hated quarterbacks still do still do but I want and arrogant. I'm, we're going to get this thing done by any means. By hook or by crook. I don't care what happens. I want to win. I cry like a baby after every game I lost. Every game I lost. Every single one. Every single one. Because I looked at myself and said, what could I have done better to get us to a win? And again... Whatever you believe about me, ask, again, ask Coach Norm. Ask him. He'll tell you. When he came to visit me in the hospital, I asked, did the defense win? Because I was associated with that defense. I gave a lot to that defense before I went down. I wanted to know, did we win? Because that's what it is. This game ain't about numbers. This game ain't about who puts up whatever numbers, who does what. This game ain't about that. It's about winning. It's about walking away with some rings. It's about walking away, building a legacy that lasts long beyond you. Every record will fall. Every record will be broken eventually. Every single one of them. Records are made to be broken. Every one of them, somebody is going to overtake it one day. You know what nobody can ever overtake? A championship. That's what nobody can overtake. When you have that ring, it doesn't matter that other teams won rings in other years. Hey, we won the championship in 2021. Good for you. We won the championship in 2022. Good for you. We almost won it in 2023. Yeah, but we actually won it. But well, we won it again in 2024. Yeah, but we still got 2023. And don't worry. we We did our best in 2024. We came up short. It stings. That's all right. We'll be back next year. We'll be back. We'll come see you again. That's what I need out of my quarterback. Not, hey, winning every game is unrealistic. Against this team? Against this team. That's where we go. Again, this ain't just about MJ. He's 18. He's a baby. His the What is in him is what the culture that he came from in high school and what he has picked up so far from here. There needs to be a shift uh, in everything we do. Everything. Every single thing. I wanted to win in conditioning. I wanted to win in weightlifting. If there was a pissing contest, I would have been up against the fence with a jug and some water pills because that's what it means. And instead, we got, well, you're not going to win every game. It's about how you respond. What? (laughs) Bet got to go. Beck got to go. Beck has to go. There's not. Our defensive players talk about a competition to the ball every time, and they want to see who gets to the ball first, who can make the play first every time. And on offense, we're here. Well, you can't win them all. What? You're not going to win them all. Sure. Sure. Nobody goes four, five, six years undefeated. Sure. Whatever. Sure. We can go big, abstract concept like that. I want to win this game. I want to win this game. Sure, Has any team ever gone 65-0 and or whatever? I doubt it. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. You know, we only do that in video games and whatnot. But every team can go 1-0. Every team can go 1-0. Yeah. Every team can win this week. Mm, how about it? How about it? Every team has a shot to win this week, to win this game. And so, again... I know that this episode got a little long. I know that I've I've injected a lot of my personality and who I am and what I've done. It's not about, oh, what I think I am or what I think I was. I'm talking about what I know is in my heart and in my mind. What what is verifiable fact. What anybody who played with me can tell you. Was I the fastest? Nope. But did I want to win every time in conditioning? Absolutely. Was I the strongest? Nope. But I wanted to win every every fiber of my being. Wanted to win at everything. There was nothing that I said, well, it's okay. He could beat me in one on ones because when they come to inside run, he ain't going to stop me. What? What? Stop it. Stop it. There was no, well, it's okay. This team could beat us this year because next year. What? There, again, Beck has to go. We have to get an offensive coordinator with a competitive fire. We have to get an offensive coordinator that can at least, at the least, say, hey, we've got a good player. We need to get him the ball. Hey, we've got an experienced guy who's all throughout our record books. He needs the ball. Because that's that's that was Boston College's game plan. And they said, hey, Zay needs the ball. And they got it to him time and time again. Or they attempted to get it to him time and time again. Again, the sixth targets are misleading because again the six targets that they had one was on the first drive 20 yard catch one was on the second drive incompletion and then the last two were on the last drive of the game when we had under 30 seconds left with the ball Beck has to go there's no way you can excuse this there's no there's nothing you can say am i giving up on this team no we'll talk about that next episode we'll get into what's what's going forward for this team and all that next episode but this has an embarrassment. An embarrassment that sits directly on the lap. Directly on the lap of Tim Beck. The statements after the game. We can't expect to win every game. That's not realistic. Embarrassing. And again, I'm not holding the baby accountable. That boy can't even legally drink yet. He doesn't know I, as far as I know, I, I believe he ain't won no state championships no like that. He doesn't know what winning and winning culture and, like, everything is in the pursuit of victory. He doesn't know what it looks like. But we should have showed him. We should have ushered that in already. We should have ushered in, hey, listen, you're the backup, but you got to be ready to roll, baby. Hey, listen, you're the third string guy. You're two plays away from being the guy. And guess what? We expected to win every game when Devin was here. So guess what? We expect to win every game when Jack Chambers is in. So guess what? When you're in, we expect W's every time. That's the floor. That's the expectation. And we don't have that right now. Because, again, we have, oh, we got a little lead. Let's nurse it. Let's just sit on it. Let's just. And we sat on it. We sat on a a six-point lead up to a loss. We sat on a one-possession lead <laughs> into a loss, which often happens when teams choose to do that. Wolfpack Nation, don't give up on these boys. Don't give up on these men. This team, still a lot in front of them. Still a lot in front of them. Of course, we understand that as far as I know, Beck ain't been fired yet. He ain't been let go of yet. So, of course, we're still going to have to watch that offense. But, but, the hope is that we get more of what we saw against Wake Forest and less against what we saw against BC. The defense is the defense; they're gonna keep standing on their head and keep doing amazing things. But the hope is for our offense that they just they figure something out. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, go pack. <laughs> Are Locked On Wolf Pack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.